Hello, and welcome to Burridge and Tom Talk Tech. I'm Tom. I'm Burridge. This is... Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we didn't well, plan the intro, by the way. No, we didn't plan anything. Um, That's a lie. I have a Google Doc open. Don't listen to him. He's lying. I'll prove it. Welcome, Shushimush. <laughs> welcome to the first episode of Burridge and Tom Talk Tech. Brackets probably and games. My... My dog making too much noise in the background. Lola, go away. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Great, cool. Uh, anyway, we're here to keep you up to date with all the latest news and whatever shenanigans are going on within the tech and game industries. When we say tech, we mostly mean PC hardware. Maybe occasionally a, a, a tablet. <laughs> uh, if there's any servers stuff, I will probably be talking about it because I do like my servers. It's a terrible addiction. It is. And he's, he's also got a new addiction to um, keyboards now. Why don't you tell us about your new keyboard? So today on the 5th of the 6th, 2019, that's dating this. Um, it's going out tomorrow. It doesn't matter. <laughs> my, my new keyboard arrived. Or, well, the parts to make my new keyboard arrived. It's a DZ60 based keyboard. Parts available on keyboardfans.cn. Not sponsored. <laughs> Um, I'll edit in a picture for those of you watching yeah. the VOD. It is, uh, it's, it's very nice. I like it. Only thing is, I messed up the placement of the switches. I'm using Kale Box Royals, which are very tactile. I do like better than the linears on my G910 that I had previously from Logitech. Uh, the downside, it's only a sixty percent, so I don't have a function row. So that means I actually have to press more buttons to Alt F4 Overwatch when it upsets me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I no longer have play and pause buttons for music. Uh, I'm missing arrow keys, but I really don't care about arrow keys, to be honest. Um, and it's got a, a very pretty... It looks very nice. It's got a mahogany... It's mahogany, you know. It's mahogany, you know. <laughs> it's mahogany. It's mahogany. But, yeah, honestly, uh, it was very easy to assemble. Anyone out there who likes custom things, like if you love building your own PC or anything... Uh, I'd strongly suggest building your own keyboard. All you need is a soldering iron. In fact, you can get PCBs that have hot swap options. So you can just stick your keycaps in, stick your key... No, not stick your keycaps in. Stick your key switches in, stick your keycaps on, and off you go. You're off to the races. It's ideal. But yeah, that's it's really simple, really. It's just mad expensive. <laughs> That's right, Tom. You're not you're not really a uh, stranger to buying mad expensive things for giggles <laughs> and then complaining you're poor. It's it's a Tom thing to do. To be fair, it is kind of loud, as you might be able to hear here. It probably isn't bad on my end, mine, because um, I'll have all sorts of different things. Hold on. on so. Let's try this then. Oh, I've just unplugged it. Probably quite loud there. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant! Uh, yeah. If you're a f if you're a fan of um, like Cherry MX Blues, then Kale Box Jades or Kale Box Navies. Navies are very heavy mines, so they're not ideal for gaming. But yeah, I'd suggest building a keyboard to anyone who wants to who likes building things because it's about as simple as a Lego set, just with a dangerous hot pointy thing. It's basically a Lego Lego Technics set except with lots of dangerous hot pointy things. Yeah. The Lego set that's arriving tomorrow will not have dangerous hot pointy things. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Anyway, I think that's it for my keyboard. I'll, keyboard. I'll... I'll put a picture in the VOD anyway for the YouTube viewers. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, oh, SoundCloud viewers are not viewers, they're listeners. But uh... I'll send an updated picture once I've fixed my cock up with the Switch placement. I mean, I'm going to put in the one with the bad Switch placement just so I can point it out anyway. <laughs> I have the power of editing. <laughs> we'll do a spot the difference. We'll do a spot the difference. That sounds like a fun idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, now we're going to move on uh, because... Uh, Apple had their keynote, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, it was uh, third, so two days uh, ago. Two days ago. So they've unveiled their new cheese grater. Sorry, Mac Pro. Oh, honestly, uh, it is a five, no, $6,000 US dollar cheese grater. Uh, well, I that's do just like... the display though, right? That's not even the case. No, no, no. $6,000 $6, is the base price for the lowest end oh, I see. actual system. That's not including the five grand monitor. Right. So for viewers, we're, we've switched over to the uh, press release now from Apple's own website. Uh, yep. Here yep. it is in viewer display, as you can see on the VOD. <laughs> it does look really silly. It looks silly, but like... <sighs> I mean, it looks silly, but it it's heralds back to the look of the G5 and yeah i am a massive fan of the look of i'm not a fan of apple as a company to be honest um i've owned a few of their products pardon me all second hand never bought directly from apple because i am poor <laughs> yes i don't have a grand to spend on a phone so no google pixel all the way <laughs> <laughs> hashtag <laughs> not plus. sponsored Hashtag not sponsored, I'm just a fanboy. Although if you want to sponsor us and our zero viewers at this point, sure. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it starts at $5,999 US. We'll use US dollars because it's just something we, everyone We don't have a price yet either, so for us uh, UK viewers. Uh, estimated about four and a half grand, I think, UK. But base model all the way up to the top top of the range model 35,000 US dollars that has a 28 core Xeon W series one and a half terabytes of RAM 128 gig sticks 12 of that is impressive that eight is, PCIe yeah. slots so that is actually beyond some server boards like yeah uh, it's made possible by the sheer amount of PCI lanes that are currently in, like, top-of-the-range Xeons. Yeah. Like, Xeon Platts have, like, insane amounts of PCIe lanes, but that's the power of micro-architecture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous numbers, to yeah. be fair. Uh, uh, just a, as a, a, a side here, uh, going to the bottom of the news article, uh, the figures they are giving... Uh, on their news, on their press, uh, they used, they tested it in May 2019, so only about a month ago, and they used a pre-production 2.5 gigahertz 28-core Intel Xeon W-based Mac Pro system, uh, and they had 384 gig of RAM in it with a dual AMD Radeon Pro Vega 2 graphics, Infinity Fabric Link, and 32 gigabyte of HBM2 each. Configured with an afterburner and four terabyte SSD. So yeah, that's that's where um, that's it where brings the taste. It. That's where the, test, all of the all, all of the mm, taste metallic. <laughs> taste, <delicious>. Yes, 
uh, so that's where they get like the um, Max and Cinema 4D is seeing 20% faster GPU render performance. Uh, that's where they get all their statistics from. So it's not even the top of the range system that they've te- they've got those statistics from. So I'd be interested to see what the very top of the range one is capable of when yeah. when it's out. It's yeah. not out till like October, November. Because, say, you know, I... just in time for Christmas. Yeah, you know, you want that, <laughs> what's it, like 35k? That That's bef- that's just for the case and the stuff to go in the case. Oh, yeah, that's not even the, the... monitor, is it? <laughs> the monitor... Four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine US dollars, but you have to have it levitating in nope. the air for that price because the stand is nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Or you can buy the bit to attach it to a vase amount for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna just switch over to a Wired article here, um, where they've done a uh, other things you could buy from <laughs> Apple's own products. For the same price, you can buy six pairs of second-gen AirPods. You can <laughs> you can buy a MacBook Air, although they do say it would be an extra $200 on that, but you would get an entire MacBook Air, 13-inch, 2019 model. Yeah, it's, it's actually insane. An iPhone and an iPad. Uh, bear, bearing in mind that this is the price just for the monitor this stand. Just the monitor stand. Also... Almost every Apple lifestyle product. Just over $1,000 will pay for an Apple HomePod, an Apple Watch Series 4, an Apple TV 4K, and a pair of Apple Pods 2. Yep. That's the comparison they've made here. (laughs) And here's a picture, actually. I have put a picture. The Wired article has a picture here. uh, Where the idea is that basically the thing it can do, I think they show it in their... Uh, article here. Where is it? <laughs> they 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 show. Uh, ah, here we go. Here is a moving GIF or GIF if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> if you're a wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> basically, they show what this stand can do. Now, please tell me what this stand does. That other stands don't already do. <laughs> like, mm. You're paying nine a thousand dollars. To make your screen go vertical. Now, is... don't get me wrong. My next monitor that I want to buy, as you already know, Tom, yep. is a monitor that does this. Uh, but I won't be paying $1,000 for a stand. I probably won't pay be paying near that for the monitor and the stand. <laughs> now, the thing is, I get why the screen is so expensive in some ways, because I do believe it's like... A ridiculous, it's 6K. yeah, it's like a 6K monitor, and uh, it does like a ridiculous amount of things. A thousand nits, whatever that means. Yes. Personally, I prefer. I can't remember what the other one's called. It's something foot. Foot. Uh, is it? Oh. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Tom is oh, going to we search it. This, we were yeah, having this discussion nits, earlier. It's, it's foot something. Is it, isn't it lumen foot or something? No, no. Um. Oh, nits and lumens. The nits and lumens are different. Lumens is a measurement of brightness. Nits is a measurement of brightness over a certain area. Oh. So it's more mathematical, I'll have you know. <laughs> Not maths. Uh, maths no, that's scary. There's like the weird one, which is um, it's foot. Oh, foot Lambert's. Ah, I remember foot Lamberts, now. That's it. Yeah. 
It's such a I will, I will say one, uh, what was it? An extreme 1,600 nits of peak brightness and incredible a million to one contrast ratio. It is impressive, but... Um... The tech behind it's impressive, but I feel like a lot of what you're paying for is the Apple branding. Well, if you compare it to... Oh, yes, you did a comparison uh... before we recorded. The Dell 32-inch UltraSharp 8K Premier Color Ultra HD IPS monitor. Um, that particular monitor, the Dell one, is nearly £1,800 US dollars cheaper. Uh, it's higher resolution, obviously, because it's 8K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the brightness is on it. Hold on. Just, uh, oh, fucking... Oh, it's in... Candela per meter squared. <laughs> All these different things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use all these big words that nobody knows, like teraflops. We were having that discussion earlier. It's like, what is a teraflop? What did, does it mean? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what is it? It's like, what have we done? Have we achieved this? We've left Tom in charge of finding things. CD to meter squared to nits. Here we go. Oh, why is that just not an easy converter, Google? <laughs> why? <laughs> oh, uh, nits or one... So it's only 400 nits by the looks. Okay, so... Um, so basically, your normal monitor ranges from like 100 to 500, which is the ideal range. Apple have decided to put a fucking searchlight in front of you <laughs> and have it blasting into your retinas. <laughs> I mean, sure, the brightness would be good for certain applications like big video editing. So on, it is definitely designed, not even for the prosumer market, it is designed for the professional market. It, it's, it's, it's like your Warner Brothers, your Disney's, your... All those really mega conglomerate companies. Not even them. It's like the uh, the big animation studios who do like yeah. all the work on the Avengers films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all what I that. Mean. This is. Stop unplugging yourself, keyboard. But yeah, okay. that's like all the. It 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 is it insane. Is, it is aimed at big companies who specialize in basically visual works because. They have also, along with this generation, designed something they're calling Apple Afterburner, which is an accelerator card. Uh, very similar to the red version. Yeah. And the... Um, uh, Black Magic, is it? Black, Black Magic version, but they uh, the Red Rocket X, which yeah. is a card that works with your red camera that allows you to encode 8K footage a lot quicker. From Red themselves, that costs $6,750. I don't know how... There's no estimate for how much the Apple Afterburner card's going to cost. Probably more than that. But I'm guessing 10 k <laughs> Yeah. Like, if Red... Red is... The Red charge a lot for their stuff. The fact is that the Red Rocket's actually outdated at this point. Um, yeah. But the Red Rocket X... They charge a lot for their cameras. It's like the Red Weapon, something like eighty thousand dollars for an eight, but it is an eight K camera, and they're not exactly common at the moment. I was going to say but, there aren't many things shooting in eight K right now. Slap an Apple logo on it, 
bam, extra like three grand added to the price. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's got an apple on it. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh that... Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. It is. By the looks, yeah, Black Magic um yeah, Black Magic have been working with Apple to uh help develop this card because they've done previous work on accelerator cards their own uh so it is literally just entirely aimed at uh film studios yeah how how nice it would be to have that much money oh wouldn't it just be just wonderful wouldn't it be nice (laughs) yes (laughs) yes it would be lovely but uh, yeah, moving but... on from Apple, which is not really yeah. a subject I know a lot about, in fairness, because I am not an Apple, Apple. consumer. Um, he is not an Apple. I'm not an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a potato. Um, Good old Tim Apple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to move on, actually, uh, to Microsoft now. Yes. Yes. Uh, so From one, one end to the other. One end to the other. So they uh, recently put out a, a blog post, uh, which you will see now in the VOD. Um, basically, they are dropping password expira- expiration policies. So a lot of companies that use like Windows Server and things like that, uh, at schools, for example, in the UK in particular, because I can speak from experience there, uh, schools, colleges, unis, uh, they would have password expiration where uh, after like a month or two, you have to change your password. Yeah, we have the same thing at work. True. Not that your system works half the time. Um, True. But... Uh- um, basically, the idea is you change your password every couple of months. It's meant to be secure, quote unquote. However, um, they have realised after God knows how many years, finally, that actually that is not the best way to do it, and not always the most secure either. Uh, the article says when humans are forced to change their passwords too often, they will make a small and predictable alteration to their existing passwords. So, for instance, I did this in college. I'm guilty of doing it. My college password would have been like, this isn't literally it, but it would have been like password123, for example. And then when it asked me to change, I'd go 124, and then 125, 126. And then by the end of like the two years I was there, I had like gone up to like 135 or something. <laughs> So I just kept incrementing the number by, like, one every time. Uh, but as they've now yeah. realized, that is a weak way of doing passwords. And tools such as LastPass, KeyPass, OnePass. Is it OnePass or something like that? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, don't know. Uh, all these different, Yeah. <laughs> all these different password tools are now there that will give you a random password. So there's no excuse, Tom, to be using... Hello. The same A-L. password on different areas. You should have a different password for every single Oh, have you, you know? It's not the same password. It varies in number and symbol. Yeah, yes. Uh, so Secure. the exact problem that they're describing. <laughs> um, so they are removing that functionality because the idea is that people would just be using password um, managers at this point. So you don't have the element of human uh like with humans if we type in a password we tend to have a common theme and pattern with the password whereas if you have a password generator and a password database generally you're going to get like insane different values and you know crazy bit 
amount of bits per password so like yeah a lot of my passwords i set to 32 characters actually um, i've just realized hmm? i've just realized there isn't actually the correct key set up at the moment on this keyboard for me to enter my passwords <laughs> <laughs> okay then that's a bit of an issue so uh yeah people when you're making your keyboards back to that point um make them better than tom does mm. <laughs> But yeah, so basically they've gotten rid of the whole expiration policy because the expectation now is that you will use a password manager and not have the same password in every location. Uh, yeah. But that also means, you know, I mean, I haven't read too much into it yet, so I don't know what the sort of uh, downside of them getting rid of it is. And I guess we won't know until people start using it. And like you get people writing papers about it, but I just yeah. thought it was an interesting read, uh, which I've put up. But uh, I guess now we can move on to, uh, to the bulk to the bulk of what we're going to be talking about today, which is E3, the Electronics Entertainment Expo. Oh yes! So me and Tom are both gamers. We both like E3 for the games that get released and sometimes Epic hardware. Gamers. Um. And this year is looking to be interesting. Um, the first thing I just want to talk about is uh, Microsoft recently announced a Project X Cloud, where and from the video, um, they have taken apart Xbox consoles, taken out the boards and the chips, and then inserted several of them into a Blade server. And are then running the servers off of like actual Xboxes that then stream your games. So you can stream games to your mobile phone, your tablets, any it's device. Like Nvidia tried this a while ago with their Nvidia Shield tablets. Mm -hmm. But we um, also need to remember the what is cloud gaming uh, from God knows how many years ago. <laughs> but. It's gaming in the sky. Yes. It's actually not, but it's sure. Not. <laughs> uh, but uh, Microsoft are obviously at advantage here because they have their Azure platform. So they have all yes. the infrastructure they could want. Uh, but I was watching the video. Uh, I will put a link in the descriptions of the, wherever we upload the podcast to so people can watch the video themselves. But um, uh, they describe how they've taken apart these Xboxes, put them into Blade servers, and also explain that if you haven't got a controller that you could connect to your phone or your tablet with Bluetooth, yeah, you can. They've added touch controls to any game. Oh. You could play Halo with touch controls, Forza with okay. touch controls. Okay, um, that sounds like a right pain in the. It arms. sounds horrible, and I'm not a yeah. fan of touch controls, but there are people that will do that. So, and I'll probably quite oh, happy. God. And I think this also melds into why Microsoft are releasing a load of their games on Steam again. Yes. I believe um, Halo's all coming to Steam. Yes, um, it is. Uh, Age of the Empires, Chief, like a definitive like... edition, is coming to Steam, which I'm quite excited about, to be fair. Um, all these different things. Uh, and they're also, have they, they haven't announced it yet, have they? But the Xbox 2. Um, Project Scarlet. Project Scarlet. Um, but they've got Xbox Scarlet, Anaconda, and Lockhart, according Ooh. to windowscentral.com. 
So I'm guessing one of those is like the base model. Yeah, I would imagine so. Actually, I I think I heard a rumor a while ago that there's going to be multiple models. There's going to be like your standard like Xbox looks kind of like the Xbox One, yeah. upgraded upgraded hardware, all that. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be a cheaper version, which doesn't have a disk drive. Oh, yeah, that's like the Xbox One S, all digital, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's to go with their cloud gaming yep. platform. Yep. It's a bit of a problem, though, because it's sort of leaning back towards games as a service, which I'm not a which, fan of. Yeah, um, I watch a lot of Jim Sterling, um, yeah. and he... I, I find myself agreeing with a lot of what he says about the whole games of a ser- as a service thing. Like, why can't... I remember playing games years ago, because I'm an old man, except I'm not that old, but... Um, He's ancient. I'm ancient. Uh, <laughs> where it, it... You know, you just played a game. You bought a game, it was a full game, you got the full experience. Yeah. Like 3D space pinball on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't mind games having DLC. Uh, and expansions in particular like Elder Scrolls used to be really good for that like you had Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind and then you had two massive expansions the same yeah, for Oblivion ignoring horse armor Todd I'm looking at you um, <laughs> and Skyrim uh, Skyrim yeah Skyrim had like a big ex- two big expansion esque type things and then they have like half fire and things like that but yeah uh, definitely the yeah. older games had big expansions which were really cool but yeah, I'd say that DLC are okay. Yep. As long as they don't become a requirement to play the game. Yeah. There's there's the, the old joke. Um, Bethesda, see that mountain over there? You can climb that mountain. See that mountain over there? No, well you can buy it for sixty dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That was that was a very old web comic. That was a good one though. But um... I do like that one. They've also announced the PS5, I believe, or there it's rumoured. Uh, rumoured. Uh, we uh, aren't going to see anything about it, uh, though, E3, because no, no. Sony aren't at E3 this year. No. Now, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, like, kind of. Actually, I do want to take digs at Sony, to be honest. Um, Sony, you started off the generation with the PS4, the Xbox One. The, the switch you started that generation off so strong right you took digs at xbox for all the bad crap they did under their previous uh head of games by the way phil spencer you are doing a fantastic job keep it up like xbox gaming division right now is it's so good it's so good at the moment like you are doing really good work and i think have really turned it around and it's a shame more people don't necessarily look at it like that yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not saying they're like perfect, and they definitely don't. I mean, the whole games as a service thing is not ideal. But other no, ways, sure. you are doing really good work. Sony, on the other hand, went from absolutely kicking their butts with the whole always online thing and playing pre-owned games to you want to play with friends? Nah, you're not allowed to unless you all have PS4s. Like, yeah. <laughs> cross-platform play is like a main thing now like it won't stop people buying your console to have cross-play because people have brand loyalty and as unfortunate as that is 
in a lot of ways, brand loyalty will still see you sell a god knows how many consoles. All hail our Google overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking no. of, uh, um, you know, if the Google CEO is listening in, please do not kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you 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 have all this brand loyalty, so you're gonna have people buy your PS5, your PS6, or whatever anyway, unless you do something utterly terrible. Wrong. But you know, now Sony have realised that maybe they were absolute morons at the end of this sort of generation we're in. You know, even Nintendo, even Nintendo are turning things around. They're having yeah. mobile apps. Pokemon, for example, is becoming a really big thing again now with all these mobile apps. Pokemon Sleep, for example, got announced, and I think that's a really cool little thing, and I will probably get it. Yeah, and, you know, Pokemon Go. It's not as big as it was, but it is still quite popular. And Nintendo are doing very well for themselves all of a sudden. Nintendo are doing very well for themselves because they've realized that they were still living in the 1950s when it came to their business practices and they needed to actually, you know, modernize. Next console generation, it will fail again. Yeah, we're due a bad one, aren't we? Um, It's every every other generation for Nintendo, except for the first ones. No, except for the first ones, because you had the NES and the SNES, which were both really good. And the Nintendo 64, all three, really good. GameCube. The thing is, right... GameCube was an amazing console that just sold horribly. <laughs> yeah. And then the Wii came along and it sold amazingly. The Wii U, again, I loved the Wii U, but they did really poor marketing on it. And now we have the Switch, which I've played. Uh, I've played on my girlfriend's Switch. And amazing little thing. I love it. it <laughs> it's, it's an it's, amazing little thing. It's crossing the bridge between handheld the DS and console. Yeah. And a full blown console. It which... makes me wonder whether they're gonna do a handhold generation or whether they're just gonna like focus on the Switch after now. Like are they I, just... I wouldn't even be mad if they focused on the Switch to be honest. Neither would I, because it means that I don't need two different consoles for things. I could just get the Switch and get everything. Yeah. Uh which is my ideal solution. This is why I like PC gaming. Because well, for yeah, the cause... most part I could get everything on Steam. Which means I have everything in one place. Now, some would argue that's a bad idea because having everything in one place, what if Steam goes down, you're screwed. It's like, yeah, I get that. But, you know, ease of use. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything's in one at this, place. At the end of the day, we're lazy. Thank you, Windows Threat Protection. Um, <laughs> um but yes, anyway, PS5, uh, uh, th- are these rumoured specifications or are these uh, confirmed? Uh, they're rumoured, but we do know PlayStation was looking a lot into Ryzen when it first came out. So what we've got here, according to Tech Radar, uh, is we've got a bespoke 8-core AMD chipset based on third-generation Ryzen architecture. So that'll be the Zen 2. Because um, they had the Zen, the Zen Plus... And now Zen 2 for the Ryzen 3. Right, okay. So. I haven't really been keeping up with AMDs. So. Well, neither have I since I had the first gen Ryzen and it just. I had. No, I mean, you remember this. I had nothing but issues. Yeah. I had memory issues and all sorts. Yet when I put my i7 8700K that I'm using now in, I've had no issues at all. So I just sort of stuck with it because it's tried and tested and just works. I'm not saying Ryzen was bad, I'm just saying I had a bad experience. He lost the silicone lottery. I really did lose the silicone lottery on that one. Which is a shame, because that Ryzen was really bloody quick. Yeah. It's just that when I was trying to stream, it just didn't work yet. They had the whole thing touting it as like a streaming thing. 
I had the Ryzen 7, by the way. I had the top-end Ryzen. <laughs> it's ideal for gamers. Uh, but it just didn't... It didn't do what it said on the tin for me. And it could just be me configuring it wrong. It could be my motherboard BIOS was wrong. It could have been a... a, a any a, number a, of things. Any number of things. But I just went safe and went back to Intel. I'm not like a fanboy of either, really. Quite frankly, AMD are doing really good work at the moment. And I'm hoping they keep it up because Intel have become quite lazy. Yeah, um, AMD are doing very well at the moment. Mm. But... Which is why uh, the game consoles generally go on the AMD side of things, I think. Yeah, I think they work slightly better with the OS as well. Uh, yeah, because they use like... Uh, well, not so much for the Xbox One, I imagine, though, because the Xbox One's just Windows. So, I mean, that would oh, yeah. work anyway. But PS PlayStation definitely certainly. is like Linux-based. It's a Unix-based system, so... Um, but what else have they got here? Um, a Radeon Navi GPU family, uh, a built-for-purpose SSD storage. Now that's interesting because a PlayStation, yeah. a console with an SSD, in I imagine, would be pretty nice. Yeah, been I'm, there, done that. I'm just ho- what you mean my PC? Yeah. Well, no, no, I put an SSD in one of the dead Playstations. It's still dead, but. <laughs> But you did it. Technically done it. You did it. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get it to work, but it's still dead. So, <laughs> But, you know, so SSD in a console, I can see that working. Just to speed yeah. things up a bit, especially because you buy the disc, you put it in, and you're still loading up like 80 gig onto a drive. I'm just hoping they put big sizes in because the problem with the Xbox and the PlayStation is like you get like a terabyte hard drive. Yeah. It's not the quickest thing in the world anyway, the hard drive, it seems. Uh, I think they're 5,400 RPM. Okay, so they're slow. Um, yeah. You know, could at least put a 7,200 RPM in there. <laughs> I think it's uh, power saving. Probably, measure. but I don't care about that. I want a console that's quick if I want a console. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want... Screw the environment. I want a fast console. I want a fast console. But, I mean, having an SSD in there means you get rid of the power consumption issue anyway, really. Yeah. Um... But I'm just hoping they have bigger sizes, especially because SSDs are so cheap at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, I'm hoping like you could get like a one terabyte one out straight out the back because the 500 gig models never have enough storage. Just yeah, no, just I've got not five, enough storage. I've got a 500 gig Xbox One and a one terabyte external drive attached, and I've got like 200 gig left. Yeah. Well, that's that the thing, like... right? You can have your entire PC set up with all these games on. And still have more space than you would mm. running an Xbox, which is weird because all you're really installing on them are the games. Yeah, I've got all sorts of weird shit downloaded to my PC. <laughs> you know, it's just weird how the storage used to get used up there, whereas on my PC, like, I mean, I've got more than one hard drive. I have like two SSDs, two hard drives, and external drives if I need them, and all sorts. And I'm hardly using. I don't know. I've got two hard drives, an SSD and a server. A storage server. Let's see. Uh, I'm using about 100 gig, 100, 200, about 5, 1 terabyte. I'm using about 1.2 terabytes of my 2... 2.5 terabytes. I'm using about 4.25 of my 4.5 terabytes. Oof. Yeah, but I'm a data hoarder, so that is true. Um, but yeah, when so the internet we've... goes down, you'll all be sorry. 
So yes, we have the PS5 coming maybe, but it won't be this year. I imagine it'll be like next year. Yeah, probably. But then in that case, let's um let let's uh wrap up with what we're hoping to see. So what are you hoping to see at E3? I am hoping to see CD Projekt Red's update on Cyberpunk 77 to 2077. Yes, okay. that one. Is that like the only thing you're um, looking forward to or uh, honestly, there's not much I'm expecting this year. We had some, a lot of games I looked forward to last year. Um, kind of want to see why Bethesda is with Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, that. Hmm. <laughs> um, is Rockstar going to be there? I don't. I know. No, actually, Rockstar won't be releasing anything for another five years no, now. I was going to say they released RDR two last year, so yeah, that'll be it for them <laughs> for a while. Um. So yeah, it's just Cyberpunk 2077. We're not due for another farming sim, which I'm a big fan of. Um, might be interesting to see what Nintendo bring out. I yeah. think it's about time for some new well, IP. Well, Mario Maker 2 is coming, so that'll be fun. Oh yeah, good to see what they've done with that so far. Um, uh, the new Pokemon games, the new main series Pokemon games will be on Switch this year. Oh, well, it's a shame I'm too poor for a Switch then, isn't it? Yeah, same here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, but yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just can't wait to see what actually is there. I, I, the thing I like about it is I go in with like no expectations of what I want to see, and I'll come out yeah. happy that there's something that looks really sick. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, if you go in with low expectations, you can't be disappointed unless you go into a Bethesda conference, in which case they can still disappoint you. Well, no, the conferences are good. It's when they release the games that it goes downhill. I'm sure the audience can just feel my sadness right now. Um, yes. As for me, uh, I'm hoping for a few things. Uh, and I think we will see some things. Be, uh, uh, at least one of these. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I believe there'll be some news this E3 about that at the Square Enix thing. Last year's Square Enix thing was... It wasn't like a bad thing. It just didn't have anything super exciting in there for me. Um, I'm hoping for some more Kingdom Hearts stuff because Kingdom Hearts 3 came out this January, just gone. Uh, I played for it all uh, on stream. Um, I'm hoping maybe we get some info on maybe the future of the front of that series because it looks like it will carry on, but it'll just be interesting to see what they're thoughts are about it and where they're going to go with it but i doubt that's going to be a thing we're going to see just because it's only really just well, come out yeah exactly you have to wait another you have to how wait long another, was it uh, <laughs> 15 years I had to about wait 15 16 years yeah i was gonna say uh no 2006 was kingdom hearts 2 so 13 about 13 years i waited which All is right, cool. nearly as long as final fantasy 15 i waited 10 years for that um <laughs> Fable 4 uh, seems to keep getting leaks, and I'm really hopeful that that's going to be good, because I didn't really enjoy 2 or 3. I only enjoyed the I first one. I hope they fix it, because if it keeps leaking, it might sink. Well, yes, yeah. Uh, Age of Empires 4 is something I am interested in keeping an eye on, but if they're only going to release it on the Windows Store, then you can count me out. Although it seems because uh, Microsoft are uh, releasing to uh, all sorts of platforms like Steam now, I'm hopeful that they will release it to something like Steam so I don't have to use the Windows Store because I'm sorry, Microsoft, but your Windows Store is awful. 
it's a good time for Microsoft, really. It is a good time. In they... terms of stores, because now if they release everything they have to Steam, they look like the good guys compared to Epic, who are there just buying IP left, right, and center. Although they are probably going to get in trouble now because of the breach contracts that has led to, I think it was Borderlands 3 being removed from the store. And a few other things as well. I yeah, yeah, there was, there was yeah. quite a few because they got put on sale when they weren't supposed to be on sale. <laughs> Yeah, although Epic were like, oh, you know, we, you know, they didn't lose any money. And me and Kieran actually had this discussion. We were sat there going, how can they not lose money from that? Because <laughs> Epic filled the gap in the profits. <laughs> yeah, but then you think, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you know, they've the f- got Fortnite money, haven't they? Well, yeah. Uh, actually, Fortnite story. Uh, we're We're going off topic a lot, but it's fine. Yeah. I was oh. in a shop earlier today in town, and some this this little old lady walked out the shop. Her phone was ringing, and it was that Fortnite dance music. The da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that tune. I'm just like, what fuck the? And finally, actually, on the subject of what I'd like to see, or what has piqued my interest. Oh yeah, is Watchdogs. So. Apparently, it's going to be called Watch Dogs Legion. This is possibly a leak. I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking at a Polygon article here. Uh, I'll bring it up, actually. Uh, so, Polygon uh, have said it's uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and it'll be the third entry. I've not actually played the other two. The first one was terrible, for what I could see. The I played second a little bit one, the first one. The second one looked really good. I just haven't played it. But the third one's piqued my interest because of the setting. <laughs> Should it be exactly what it is? Uh, it's a listing on Amazon UK, apparently. Uh, let's go to Amazon UK and see if it's still there. Page not found. Okay. Um, live. <laughs> um, the product's description said that the game will be set in a post-Brexit world in which society, politics, and technology have changed and altered London's fortunes. Now, that might not even be true. And on... Ubisoft doesn't seem to have replied to them yet, so we don't know. But interesting if it is. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it could. I, I mean, for me, it's just the memes. It'll be funny as hell to just <laughs> all all those memes. Yeah, <laughs> that you're gonna get. But yeah, it piqued my interest. I've not played any of the first two, but I mean, if it looks good and. I might pick it up when it's a bit cheaper because it's not a game I don't think I'd sink loads of hours into, but it's a game I'd probably play a bit. I've paid for both the other ones. I've sunk like an hour and a half total into the first one and not even <laughs> installed the second one. So No, oh, I have played but... the first one, actually. It went super buggy for me and I gave up after about half an hour. Sounds about right. Um, I was back in the yeah. days of Ubisoft just pumping out a sandbox every three months. Yeah, they've stopped that now, though. Which is good, Which because is their good. games are starting to look better again. I have heard that. I've not played Assassin's Creed. Is it Odyssey, the one in the Egyptian desert-y setting? Uh, yes. I think I've actually got it. I've not played it, but looking at the footage of it, the while the combat looks basically the same as it's ever been, the yeah, game do itself like the does seem to be... Combat interesting enough uh so it'll be interesting to see whether this watchdogs game is good but finally we'll move on now uh to the final thing before we get sidetracked again this is a lot of sidetracking we just talk that's what this podcast is going to be i feel we're gonna have topics we're gonna discuss them but we're also gonna go off on tangents on other things but finally 
uh, we're going to announce now that uh, on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Burridge Dan, uh, links will be in the description for it all. Uh, we're going to do some E3 live streams for the following conferences. Uh, all the times will be in British summertime, so you'll have to convert on Google to your own time zone. Uh, 8.15pm BST on Sunday the 9th, uh, we're going to be live streaming alongside the Microsoft conference. And then we're, we're going to take a break after that one and come back at 1am BST Monday morning, so literally a couple of hours later. Uh, now, this is probably the one where I'm going to be ranting and raving the most, because this is the Bethesda conference. Yeah. This, and I'm, this, this I'm going to have a lot to say, because I love Bethesda, but I don't like what they're doing at the moment. They have fallen from the path of grace. They were never... They were never in everyone's good books overall. You know, the horse armor thing has certainly stuck with them for, since it happened. Um, but I've always enjoyed their games, Elder Scrolls in particular, being my, you know, favorite of all. And I'm just worried that all of this bad press is going to turn Elder Scrolls 6 into a quick cash grab. Whereas it needs... it For me, Skyrim was an amazing game, is an amazing game, but it didn't hold up to me like Oblivion and Morrowind did. And I'm I've hoping. Sorry. Played Skyrim, so yeah. I'm not really well, it sure. Didn't, it yeah. didn't hold up to me as well as Morrowind and Oblivion did. The problem is, though, those two games don't really hold up now. On <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's it's an awkward situation. But you know, in terms of story and content, they just beat Skyrim for me. I'm hoping that they don't go the paid mods way again. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the whole paid mod system. I'm. Mm. That, yeah. The whole idea behind mods is they are by the community for the community, and they're not supposed to be monetized because by the it's company. based. It's well, technically the company could well, yeah. legally monetize them because it's based off their content if they really wanted to. But I think it's a bit of a a, a dick move, to be honest. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll give Bethesda the due; they haven't just gone. You either use our platform or nothing. They've left yeah. Nexus mods alone because. I think if they tried to touch Nexus mods and sites like that, at this no point, one would play Skyrim that anymore. That would be it. <laughs> that would be it. You'd have a black market of mods. It would just be awful. So mm. I don't think they would because they realize what they... Bethesda are doing stupid things at the moment, but they are not stupid, if you get what I mean. They make dumb decisions. They're making lots dumb of dumb enough. decisions, but they do realize that modders are basically what keeps their games going for as long as it. Morrowind is still played. Oblivion still played. Skyrim, the original one, still played. Even after their five gazillion different releases. Which, by yeah. the way, stop releasing Skyrim. Just make Elder Scrolls 6, please. Hold on, wait. Uh, release Skyrim for the Razor Toaster and then stop. Okay, fair enough. Um... <laughs> Uh, but then finally, uh, I told you we'd go to a tangent, but don't worry, I'll save my real rants for when Todd Howard opens his mouth on that Monday morning. And I'm probably going to be a grouchy boy because that's quite early in the morning, so... <laughs> or late yeah, at I'm night. I'm going to set my coffee machine back up. Yes, I don't drink coffee, but I'll probably have some sort of strong drink that's not alcoholic either because I don't drink... Whiskey. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably will want to after the I'll probably will start. Uh, that, the, that'll, be what, that'll be what drives me to drink. Um... And then uh, on the Monday evening, 10th as well, 8.15pm uh, BST, we'll be live streaming the Ubisoft conference. And then next Wednesday, when we record the second part of the second episode of this podcast, which will then go out next Thursday, which will be the 13th, uh, 
it'll probably just be an E3 episode, to be honest. Yeah. Um, next week. And the one following that as well. Because and the, yeah, so E3 for the 13th to the 20th, it's going to be E3 episodes. And then we'll get back to sort of a mixture of tech. and I mean, E3 is going to be tech and games anyway, so it still fits what we're doing, I think, which is yeah, good. But... Uh, but yeah, but then we'll go back to a more regular sort of just chat about general topics rather than just E3 stuff. Uh, but th it's big topics, so we want to cover them as best as possible. Yeah. Uh, and I think we chose a good time to start a podcast, really. Uh, yeah, good good chat. Literally just before the biggest. Yeah, we, we get this first episode out talking about E3 and stuff. And then... Tech and games. Yeah. Expo in the I world. I think we're in for a good year overall. Probably. Yeah, uh, and we'll see where it goes. But thank you very much for listening. If you are yes, to our first you. episode, uh, we will be back next Thursday for the second episode, and we'll be live streaming on those times. Everything will be in the descriptions, articles and videos, and everything we've kind of talked about today will all be in the descriptions. And we will see you next week, or you will listen to us next week. I don't know. Yes, yes, but thank you or for not. watching. I've and been Tom. I've He's been Burridge. Mm. <laughs> we'll Thank have to you. sort our outro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, we'll see you next week.